Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying hey man happy wednesday tonight is the biggest regular season game for trey young in his career now it's luka Dantich. it is the mavericks it's the hawks at mavericks tonight seven o'clock pre-game tips at 7 30 you're going dukes why are you saying that because why are you now, saying that mike there are expectations we know both of these guys are elite players. We now know both of these guys, which we didn't know three, four years ago. We thought they might be. We now know they have max deals. We now know both of these guys have been respectively to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. One step away from being in the NBA Finals. It matters when we play the Mavs. It matters when we play Luka. And this is also a game where we could put four wins together. We're three, we've, we've won three in a row. We could make it four in a row, and all of a sudden, some of this stuff that's going on off the court might not be as prevalent if our guys can get going. Mike and I have been saying, can we run six, seven in a row? Can we make a run? So this is a very important game tonight, but we're going to talk about it coming up. Let's talk about what's going on with the Falcons, Mike, because we're looking for a defensive coordinator. Do you have a guy in mind that you want right now? I mean, do you want to stick with, as we said, you, you don't really have to get caught up in the semantics of 3-4-4-3 three, four, four, three, because you got so many guys you're flipping on the roster anyway. The rookies, the outside linebackers, there were some – the old uh, Bill Raffi. There were 4-3 tendencies, Carl, that are 3-4 at times. <laughs> and you're in the nickel or even the dime in so many uh, percentages, you know, almost 65% of your snaps. So, I don't know. At first I thought maybe you'd pull somebody from the Green Bay staff. I know where we're going because the rumor is Vic Fangio. I'd be done with that. I'd be happy if that's the guy because he's one of those guys, coach, that are coaches, Carl, but they're not head coaches. You know what I'm saying? He's a good assistant coach. This guy's kind of that's their lot in life. And Denver's kind of been kind of a blank show lately. But I know Vic Fangio is the first name which kind of cropped up. 
So Vic Fangio is being interviewed by the Falcons. Um, and, and listen, he won't be the only one. He won't be the last one. But the thing is, if you want to stay with what you have from a schematic standpoint, this is a guy that will do that. He, he, he runs a 3-4. Um, I've known Vic Fangio for a very long time. And, Mike, he's always one of these guys that wanted to be a head coach. And when he finally got his, his, his first job as a head coach, you know, in Denver in 2019, I want you to think about this. You're going back 30 years, guys. This guy's been around the NFL. And, you know, from a defensive assistant to linebackers coach to D.C. back in the mid-'90s with the Carolina Panthers all the way to the Houston Texans in the early 2000s. Ravens as well, yeah. I, but never head coach. So it was always these other jobs and mostly D.C. positions with, with you know, the 49ers, the Bears. But then he gets the head coaching job, Mike, and and – I don't think that should skew anybody's view if he comes here as the D.C. to say, well, he didn't do a great job in Denver. What happened there? It fell apart. You said it. This is a guy that knows defenses. And everywhere he's been, even when he didn't have talent, like when he was with the Houston Texans, he didn't have any talent. Right. But you knew schematically they knew he knew what he was doing. And you've seen that when he's had better talent on the field. It's the same thing Coach Pease was dealing with, guys. You know, again, we keep talking about drafting and doing all these things. If you give guys better talent defensively, yeah, the defense is going to be better. Of course, the defensive coordinator is going to look a lot better. Right. But, Mike, in Denver, when he was the uh, the just the D.C., they were really good. You think about guys like, remember, like, who's it? Uh, Rod Mar- Marinelli. He was in Detroit. That's He's right. a defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. And some of these organizations, and let's be honest, ever since, you know, John Elway was able to get Peyton Manning and then it got the Super Bowl, it's been a blank show in Denver. It's been can't find a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, Carl, as you said, and we pointed, talked about that yesterday, it doesn't matter what you're doing. They've had some good defenses there, but they just they weren't, they didn't win at a good enough clip. Vic Fangio, by the way, is 64, if you mentioned it. Now, does that concern you? Well, I mean, Pease was like 72 when we got him. That's right. So I, would, I just want a guy that would, yes, ideally you'd like a young guy, a younger guy, but at 64, and if he – if he knows what he's doing, and his resume speaks for itself, he's been to multiple Super Bowls with teams. He's been on a number of teams that had elite defenses. So I'm down with, I'm down with this. I got no problem if Vic Fangio is the D.C. Um, would you be interested in Brian Flores? He is interviewing for jobs around around the See, NFL. I love the job. You, know, you saw that Miami Dolphins defense had seven sacks the other day. Yep. He was Now, again, they drafted well. I, I, look, I thought he got the complete shaft down there. I think Stephen Ross is a, is a boob. But I'd be interested in Brian Flores as well. Yeah. Um, and, again, you know, the whole – NFL lawsuit thing. I don't even know where that's at, to be honest with you. I have no idea at what stage that's at um, and where that's going. But but Brian Flores was in the league this year. He worked for the Steelers, but he is a defensive-minded guy. That That's his background, obviously, with the Patriots. Um, there are other names that are being thrown around out there. But for me, Mike, it's just – Give me experience. Right. I, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily have to deal with a guy that maybe is learning on the job, or or we don't trust as much. I think that's the thing that Dean Pease brought to the to the uh, the to the uh, Falcons, and I also think that's what Coach Art wanted. He didn't want to have to worry about that side of the ball, Mike. You you hire a guy like Vic Fangio, you're not worried about that side of the now, ball. Now the guy I want, you can't get. Is Who Dome- is that? He's D'Amico Ryan's because he's going to get a shot as he's a head gonna be coach. coach. He's going to be head coach, no doubt. 404-741-0929. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line as we talk about the Falcons. This is a big decision, and we were talking as a show, guys, about you know they're going to coach the East West Shrine. They're going to have to go down the Senior Bowl and see all the, p- the players there. Um, then the you know the scouting combine. These next few months are going to be big, obviously, as you evaluate talent. But it'd be nice to have a D.C. in place, Mike, to know exactly what that guy is thinking about what you currently have and maybe what you need on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, and I know that uh, we've, you know, we've talked about Lorenzo Carter. I know in his exit interview – 
that he did here on the station with uh, freaking you. Dean Pease was speaking highly of Lorenzo Carter. I, I didn't think Lorenzo Carter popped enough this year, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, but I do think there's some other pieces out there that, I mean, well, right now, on the defensive line, we, we thought Ebicady show he showed signs, so did Malone. Did those guys do enough, or did you say there's just nobody consistently next to Grady other than Taquan Graham? And he was banged up, too. So there was never going to be a chance for those edge guys to really show out this year anyway because we just don't have the, we don't have the depth. See, I, I just if I had Ed Bacate, he had a couple of real breakout games where he was a you know dominant piece and he was really getting after it. But it's almost like the same thing with Desmond Ritter. There were good things, but there was never a game where the defensive ends or the edge or the outside linebackers blew you away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're saying Ritter never? I mean, t- Ritter, Ritter, it's it's good, but it's it wasn't like a slam dunk, right? So course, like, not like I mean, for instance. Ebicady next year will take that leap to become the next level guy. No, I've still got to go draft an edge rusher outside linebacker after maybe defensive tackle one or two this draft. Yeah, I think, you know, when you everybody keeps telling me, you know, uh, we need to get Grady help. And I'm not going to deny that. Of course, that it'd be great to, to be able to do that. Um, part of my issue is, you know, with all these picks that we've had in the past, a lot of this has to do with they've not panned out for us. We've not done a great job. And this is not on Terry Fontenot, okay? No. But we've not done a great job with the guys that we ended up getting that were supposed to be those guys. You know, I, I, I'll simply ask you Falcon fans, where's Tack McKinley? Where's, where's Duke Riley? Where's Vic Beasley? Where's Marlon Davidson? And, and, and I'm being facetious. Right. Because, believe it or not, Tack McKinley is on the Cowboys. You know, he, he, he ended up getting picked up by Dan Quinn. He's not playing. But the point is, none of these guys had impact for what we drafted them for. And they were, Marlon Davidson, guys, that's a second-round pick. Well, I mean, that's a, you're supposed to get – we went to the Super Bowl because we had a second-round pick who contributed in 16. Yeah. This, I mean, Marlon Davidson was a giant nothing. Well, Mike, but there's a lot of that. And so, to my point about we need to go draft these guys, no, we need to get it right. I'm sick of drafting guys Mm -hmm. that don't pan out two or three years later and we're in the same boat. Everybody just thinks these pass rushers grow on trees. I mean, it it, it doesn't happen that way. No, I mean, and you think about it, uh, you know, Rasheed Hageman, who they fell in love with at the senior bowl, and Brian Cox had a scream at him for three or four years, and that's a bum. You already mentioned Tack McKinley. You know, the one guy, let's be honest, one of the diamonds in the rough that Dimitrov pulled off was Devondre Campbell, but then we didn't have any money for him to keep him. Well, he left and became an all-pro in Green Bay. Oh, by the way, there's another guy that's about to be an all-pro in Jacksonville that we couldn't keep. And that's another example with Foye Aluakin of a guy, when you draft in the fifth round, whatever you think, yeah, I, some guys like to say he's kind of like Keith Brooking. Yeah, when does he make tackles for loss? Well, like he's, he's racking up the tackles and he's doing a nice job. But when you draft a guy in the fifth round and he develops into a starter for you, just to watch him walk out the door, that's not the way it's supposed to work. But no. that goes back to our salary cap hell because of Matt Ryan and Julio and other things. So it, my point about this is, yeah, I want to draft guys around Grady. Let's get it right. But let's just stop drafting guys that ultimately are not here two to three years later when you're supposed to be team building. And I get it. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. But we've gotten it wrong more than we've gotten it right. And that's why we find ourselves in this position. And to answer your question about outside of Taquan Graham, there is nobody else. There is nobody. Really? The, the big decision for me is whether or not you decide to pay your linebacker. Okay. And, and, and outside of that, I mean, and I'm looking at that, Mike. Mm. I, I, Bo, I want to be correct on this. I think – he came in here for about a million and a half. Maybe. It's a cheap deal, one-year deal for Rashawn Evans. Evans, about a million and a half. I, I'm guessing, okay? It was a one-year deal. Guys, he's going to get market value now. He came here. He performed. He led the team in tackles. 
I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. That, to me, is a big decision. It was a $1.75 million okay. deal. So, so a little, little bit more. The signing bonus rent came out to like $2 million. All right, so a little bit more. That's a big decision because if you feel like he's going to be that guy, Rashawn Evans was a first-round pick out of Alabama. If he's going to be that guy, then I, I need to hold on to him and mm-hmm. continue to develop these other young linebackers that we have around him. Outside of that, Mike, I, and again, I'm, I'm not impressed with anybody. And if guys are saying in their car right now, what did Rashawn Evans do? Well, again, guys, in any defense, any elite defense, you don't have the offensive line in the linebacker's face. The, guy, the guy's not going to be popping and making plays if you got guys down the field because our defensive tackles aren't doing anything. Grady does the work. Great. I mean, every week, it's you know, it's almost like we don't give Grady enough credit. And I, yes, I tried to run him out because I said two things: make him let him make more money on a better team and a system that fits him. I think he's still better in a four-three. But every day you watch Grady on Sunday, he's the one guy who's brought his lunch pail. He's getting double teamed. He's getting he's getting held, not getting the calls from the refs. And that's about the only guy consistently, other than maybe Taquan Graham. That's why I love Squid Billy's idea about Deron Payne. If you want well, to go free agency, no, you you've got to go get a big tackle. I don't know who that's going to be. You got to go get a big tackle, one of these potential free agents. Listen, Payne is a nice name. Payne's going to cost you some money. These, oh no, it's going to be a big chunk. Uh, all these, but you have it. You finally. But here's the have question: it. If you get you know Grady and Deron Payne, how much now does does Ebicady though take that leap to the next level we just talked about? Well, I think Chuck Smith, we'll have him Friday. Let's ask Chuck about this because he was talking about, you know, getting back in the lab and, and working working with uh, with Arnold Epicady and, and those signature moves we talk about. I don't know, Mike. I haven't watched enough of every snap to tell you whether he was really bad or not for what they were asking him to do. But right. to your point, I test impact wasn't yeah. there. Now, Troy Anderson, a guy we didn't mention, Troy Anderson was big on special teams, had a couple of blocks. He, you can see him going side to side, but again, it's it's he's it's like kind of like the Ritter thing. It's it's good. You, yeah. you you see some things there you want to, you definitely see and you want to believe in. Um Oaken Ogan Deji, by the way, he also popped at times, he but did. but there's still not the one guy that you say, wow. And that's why, guys, we're the next to last in the NFL behind the Bears is the fewest sacks. All right, coming up, guys, Hawks, Mavs tonight. Is he better? And if he is, why is he better? We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 929 The Game. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. All right, guys, tonight's a big one for our Atlanta Hawks. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 929 The Game. We're going to hear from Trey Young. Uh, also, I'm going to let you hear from Landry Fields, who is the general manager of our Atlanta Hawks. Mm. Um, the matchup is is pretty big because one, it's Trey and Luca. Now, whether you think it's fair or unfair, we got to discuss this part of this, Mike, because I get this all the time. Will you always bring up Luca when we? Bring it? Yes, we made a trade to get Trey, <laughs> and they got Luca. That is the, the 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 deal that happened. Now, when it happened, nobody knew at the time what these guys were going to be. It's all promise, guys. It's all what they may turn into, and then in a very short period of time. We saw Trey Young come here and put on a show and take us to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we're a hair away from the the, the championship or the uh, the NBA Finals. Last year, that was Luka. They got to the Western Conference Finals with a team that nobody really thought they should be there with. So, yes, there's always going to be this natural thing that transpires when the Hawks and the Mavs play, Mike. It's just what it is. So, again, another and the funny part of this aspect of this whole deal about Luka versus – and I've always defended – Trey, you've listened to the show, guys. I just want Trey to do superstar stuff as much as Luca does it, because Luca's doing it almost on a nightly basis now, and being the number one scorer in the league kind of reflects that. The thing with the uh, the Luca Trey trade is we then eventually got the what became the unprotected pick, which we got from the Mavs, which was the tenth overall, Cam Reddish. 
And then the story drops out today that says, you know, Luke is kind of like the guys to go get him Cam Reddish. So that would mean we lost the trade, Carl. Yes. If we dropped down two, gave them, you know, the rights to Luca, and we lost the guy that we picked up in the trade, that's a that's a net loss. Trey has really got his scoring on an uptick. His three-point shooting is up. Everything so far in the month of January is is getting him back in the top ten in scoring. Let's hope tonight, though, he goes off. All right, uh, let me hear Trey talk about this three-game win streak because that's the other part of this narrative is, are we turning the corner? Everybody's healthy. Are we now going to go on a six, seven, eight, ten-game run, Mike, where we go mm. nine and one in the next ten games, and all of a sudden now we are in the top four, you know, uh, of the Eastern Conference, and you feel like this team can really do something? Forget up just for a second. Forget about what's happening with the front office. Forget about that. Okay, I'm just talking about on the floor. This is kind of what we've been waiting for. Here's Trey talking about the win streak. I mean, I think it was. I mean, it's good to get a win. Like I said last game, it's tough when, to win any game in this league. So to get three straight is good. It's got to continue to take it one game at a time. Yeah, and Mike, he was talking about his defense. He says having Dejounte on the floor actually helps him play better. D, do you feel that way? Because we get that all the time from guys about he don't play enough D. He's never going to be, you know, Gary Payton, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, we. I guess we could argue he's playing better defense this season. Thanks yes. to maybe DeJounte. And certainly, I mean, let's be honest. It would be cursory defense, kind of an ole. He's picking up. When they, and then, then they hand off, he actually will engage more. Which, I know some guys going, well, that's what he's supposed to do. But when you consider with how low the bar was for his defense, he's gotten better. I mean, Steph Curry defends, yes. right? Yes, yes. And if, if Trey could do some of the things Steph does, I think we wouldn't bellyache about it, right? Would that be fair? Yeah, listen, I, I, again, I just don't know what some of you guys, de- your definition of defense, if you're talking about a stopper, like no. a guy, game's on the yeah. line, I need to guard yeah. this guy. He's not that guy. Well, DeJounte Murray's going to get the steals like you just mentioned the glove. Trey's not going to be that guy. I think sometimes, look, sometimes when it's, if they switch and there's a terrible mismatch, it really gets amplified because Trey's, there's nothing he's going to do against a three, yeah. right, a power forward, so True. that's where it looks bad. All right, let's hear Trey talk about this and how DJ is helping him. Nah, for sure. I, I think that, I mean, that's important for me. I mean, I just want to be be uh, be aggressive and be um, just fight for my team on both ends now. And just, I mean, with DJ being out there, it allows me to be a little bit more aggressive on the defensive end. And, I mean, because when you, when you foul and you don't have necessarily somebody out there who can play make for everybody else, sometimes you think about it and don't necessarily want to be in foul trouble. And so now with DJ here, I can be a little bit more aggressive on both ends, and it allows me to to use my speed to my advantage on that end and and get under people. So, I mean, I just try to try to help my team out on both ends now. So, well, listen, that's the growth process. We forget sometimes how young Trey is. You know, you come in with the offensive skill set. I can score. There are other things you have to do. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now I want you to think about the front office because what I'm about to say plays a role in this. And what I said tonight is the biggest regular season game for Trey in his career. I want you to think about the turmoil that's happened over the last week. I want you to think about the rest of the country thinking about what's going on with the Hawks and how it seems like there's dysfunction going on. Now we have a new general manager. Now we have a new assistant general manager. And the new general manager, officially, Landry Fields has been mm-hmm. in the you know this spot now for, I think, a while. But he came on the morning show this morning, Mike, and he was talking about how he's handling all these articles and the noise surrounding the franchise. And this is why I think it's a big game for Trey and the Hawks because if we get blown out, or we get embarrassed, or Lucas scores 50 tonight and Trey doesn't play well, what's the narrative? What's the narrative? The Hawks lost the trade. The Hawks lost the trade that Luca is uh, – now, by the way, 
They're only two games above 500. We're right. at 500, so both teams aren't really blowing doors. We joked around earlier. We did the other stuff, the other comparisons. Both guys have had a general manager fired and a coach fired. <laughs> Luca wanted Porzingis out and got his wish. And now we talked earlier about Cam Reddish. So both guys, now maybe Trey's a little more passive-aggressive. Luca is definitely more aggressive in making his feelings known about what he wants the team to look like. Yeah, and, and listen, when you are the max player, both of these guys, do you guys realize, you may not realize this, these guys are making $37 million this year. Their annual average salary, because they both got max deals, right. $43 million average, Mike, over and the next five years. Right now, I guess that's just background noise because of the unreality of the reality of NBA salaries. But all we want is the Trey, who was so unbelievable in that spring of uh, 20, where he made, I'm um, 21, we made all those amazing shots against the Knicks, against the Sixers, where he was, you know, the swagger. Trey dropping, boom, from the top of the key. Hell, from three feet beyond the top of the key. Or, you know, I mean, the three-point line. All the stuff we saw, which now we see in spurts. I'd love to see him go off tonight. Put, a, put something where the whole country's talking about Trey tonight. Or that, Trey, Trey and DeJounte. And that's why it's the biggest game of the regular season. And by the way, the money matters. If I'm paying you like a superstar like this, Mike, an elite player, you're all NBA, I need that. You got to show up every night. You got to be a guy that shows up. That doesn't just get discounted and, oh, by the way, it doesn't matter what he makes. Here's our general manager. His name is Landry Fields talking about how he's handled all the noise around the franchise. And there's multiple pathways that you could take. You could become bitter. You could become a victim. You could become a villain. And in those situations, that's not what you ultimately want to do. You want to rise above that. So the way in which I internalize it is I'm sad for all the people involved, for sure. Um, If the world wants to know any and everything about the details of the Atlanta Hawks, my goodness, like you look at this and you're going to see one shade of what the real story is. And people were not interested in getting real stories. There were no quotes that that were asked for. You know, individuals didn't come and, say hey here's here's the story would you like to provide something for it do you want to can you help us gain some clarity on what we're hearing out there no people just decided to go and write that and i don't think they understood at the time and maybe they don't now but i hope they do just how damaging that is and it's not just an organization thing it's an absolute damage to people whoever's involved in that uh and that's and that's that's not fair but that's the world we live in right now and what we're trying to do internally is, is, is weather that and find out where the growth point is at and then continue to push forward because we know that's not what we're about and not what we're going to be about at the Atlanta Hawks. Now, again, guys, we spoke to Sam Amick, and that was one article. What he, I believe, is referring to is the piece in the AJC. One of the things, Carl, that cropped up in that one is, I guess, what he's a, I, he's kind of labeled as an unattributed report that Trey Young flies home on a private airplane after the Game 2 loss in the Miami Heat series in the playoffs last year, amongst other things that came up in the AJC article. Yeah, and listen, uh, re- accurate reporting, um, I, I I take offense a little bit to the idea that, like, people won't want to seek the truth and nobody wants to know the truth about the Hawks and, like, people don't. That's not true. Hawks fans want to know what's going on with our team. So, Mike, you're right. If it's that one instance, mm. let's point that out. Let's be accurate there and say, hey, in the situation with that particular story, there was some information that was not complete. I'm fine with that. But let's not act like, you know, all this is BS and like nobody really wants to know what's going on because the truth is out there. Well, here's what we know. You know, Trey decided one day not to come to the arena because of a miscommunication with his head coach. We know that. We've learned from the Sam Amick piece that uh, Trey is 
got a good relationship with the owner's son. Now the owner's son has got a big voice in how decisions get made in this organization, including the general manager, who, if he's not watching his P's and Q's, Busta, (laughs) will find himself on his butt like his predecessor, who also didn't want to sign off on the DeJounte Murray trade. Let's keep it real here. Mm. It's still a soap opera. The good news is they've won five of their last seven, three in a row. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're, we're climbing. They're getting there. By the way, Vegas has got us at a, a two-point dog tonight in Dallas. Okay. Just a two-point dog. Well, on the road, but I get it. It should be a good game. should be a tight game. Guys, it's going to come out in fourth quarter. How we finish these games is what it's going to come down to. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. It's Dukes and Bell. You can always text us. Find us on social media. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929, and follow this radio station at 929 The Game. We are on the gram as well, Facebook, and across all social media platforms. There is nobody. Hold on. Everybody knock on wood right now. Yeah. Nobody on the Hawks injury report tonight. Luca has been dealing with an ankle injury. Well, and Capella, man, the rebounds, that's going to be huge tonight. Can't wait to see what happens. I just want our guys to show up and play and hopefully continue to win. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on around the NFL. There's also some dog news we got to get to, guys. A lot more in store. That's going to happen at 6 o'clock. Wait until you hear about who's heading to the transfer portal. It's Dukes and Bell. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. In 20 minutes, we're going to hear from our man, Connor Riley, who had some interesting things to say about who's in the portal for the dogs and why. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, I just want to mention this. We're going to talk about what's going on around the NFL, but um, a lot of listeners yesterday were taken back by the idea of me saying if Lamar Jackson is potentially being, you know, shopped and traded, that we need to get involved in that and make that happen. Um, And I just want to say this. I'm not telling us, Falcon fans, that we shouldn't be involved in going to get any of the other pieces that are interesting or of interest to us. If you like Deron Payne and you think that's going to be the guy, let's go get him. I have no issues with that. What I will tell you, though, is big D linemen that you spend $100 million on don't affect the game like quarterbacks, okay? Deron Payne's at home right now because the commanders didn't have a quarterback. So let's go get the pieces you still think we need to go get, but let's not be – uh, ignorant to the fact that it's a quarterback league and you still need a guy that you can 100% count on. And that is where I'm at with this whole conversation. I'm in, fo- uh, 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 not fighting, Mike, I don't want right. to say that, but talking to people all day long about this, and it's like I'm trying to, to somehow tell them, this is not the only thing I want to do if it becomes available. We still have other things we need to do and be smart with our money. But if you're going to tell me that this guy who's a top whatever now, you want to put him in the top six, fine, whatever. We don't have a top six quarterback on this roster. He becomes available. We need to get involved in those conversations. You're and not listening. <laughs> and, and my retort to that is, had he played the full season, and again, this got weird with the contract, I just don't like the way his, his throwing and his passing numbers have gone a little bit south. The turnovers, his playoff record. And again, he's doing this, Carl, on a team that is better than the Falcons. He's on a defense which is 100 is. times better it than is. our defense. And I get you. Look, Deron Payne, that's a start. We're using that as a touchstone to improving the defense. Squid Billy came up with that about two months ago. It's just an, it's an example of a 25-year-old guy with a Bama pedigree who's a huge space grabber. And look, yeah, he plays for the Commanders. You can't choose, choose who drafts you, okay? That's a crappy team. But this is a dude who would help improve everybody on the defensive line. We got one of the worst defenses. So bring in Lamar Jackson, who hasn't proven he can give me 16 games to one of the 17 games now to one of the teams that has one of the worst defense. I just think it gobbles up the cap. I would like to hopefully organically do it with a young quarterback and bet on the come with Ritter. But I'm telling you, I can't, I just don't trust Lamar Jackson the way I did before he started to decline. His MVP season, bro. If you give me that guy, I'll sign off on that seven, six times and twice on Sunday. Yeah. I, I get uh, – we all want edge rushers and big defensive tackles. And, Mike, it's a fair – listen, the injury thing, I said this yesterday when we talked about it. It's a fair assessment of what you have to look at. But there's a price. There's always a risk that comes when you make these deals. Right. 
if you're going to make a deal, it's just the, it's the risk that's involved. And if you're willing to do it and you go, you know what, we just got to do it. Mm-hmm. There are people still mad in this town about Julio right. and the deal that was made. Right. But the other thing is, and I get it, the Rams say F those picks, but you still got to have those picks. And the ask for Lamar, now again, hypothetically, it'd be a couple of ones, maybe a couple of twos. You're going you're gonna to have no building blocks. So you're going to have to nail your free agency class with the one time you got money and then hope that Lamar Jackson stays healthy and, and, and does Superman stuff. And that, that's the risk. I like He would put fannies in the seats. It would be just like in the old days in the 2000s, but I think the end result would be the same. We wouldn't be any closer to winning a championship. Julio. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. And I just don't know if that's the case. We will talk more about it as we move along. I just want to mention that. That doesn't stop us from doing whatever else we need to do. I just don't want to go into the offseason and go, we're good. Are we good? Are you really Good no, I mean, at quarterback. Ritter is not a proven entity, a quantity, but he did not turn the ball over. He did what was asked of him, and the only drawback is we needed to get him in there with the game about four games sooner, and then maybe we could be definitive about Desmond Ritter. That's the problem. I just, Carl, I just, I got, now that I finally got some money, I got to spend it wisely. Like, I know, but it, the way the salary cap works, you don't take up all the money with one guy. No, no, but that's, that's not no, how but, it but, works. But when you don't, but you, you, the reason you'd be able to mitigate uh, moving forward and building this team is by not having giant con- as you minimize as many giant contracts as you can. You're going to be signing Kyle Pitts. You're going to be signing Drake London down whoa, the road. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are? Yeah. I mean, if they say, well, again, you're telling we, me, you've got the crystal ball that tells me Lamar Jackson's going to play 17 games. Well, I know what I've seen from, from Lamar Jackson for five years. I don't know about those guys. You, you're sold and you're ready to All give right. Kyle Pitts 70, 80, 90, 100 million dollars okay. right now? If we drafted right, you're going to have to pay some of those guys. If you have no draft picks, if I'm going to give the Ravens the future of my franchise, two first rounders, a bunch of second rounders, I've got nothing to draft with. So I got to do it on free agency in one season and then hope that we're going to be okay with a guy I can't keep on the field. I can't sign off on that. You are ready to pay guys who haven't proven it. No, but I'm telling you where we're going to be down the road, and you're not going to have money for those guys. We just lost Devondre Campbell, and we lost Foyer Lewick, and we're going to be in the same boat if you get me in bed with Lamar Jackson. Don't worry about those guys when it comes time to worry about those guys. You're telling me right now you're paying Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has played one season. Yes, but but you don't think Kyle – so Kyle Pitts – all right, so we're done. Kyle Pitts is done. You know Lamar Jackson's going to stay healthy, but Kyle Pitts won't. Okay, got it. I need to see more. Again, That's all I'm telling Lamar you. Lamar Jackson has gone backwards. Me, I'm worried about paying all these guys. Yes, we're going to we pay. We've got no money, and we're not going to have money. We finally have got cash for the first time in 10 years, and now you want to waste it on a guy who can't stay healthy. Who are we paying? Who are we paying? The players we're going to be drafting and the players we draft if they continue to develop. Five years from now. <laughs> Chris Lindstrom is just now getting $13 million, all right, guys. So, by the way, we still need a guard. And a center, and a corner, and a right tackle, and a defensive tackle. Uh, but those don't matter to you because you want to have Mike Vick 2.0 where we're going to score a bunch of points whoa, and not go anywhere. Whoa, whoa, What's the Mike Vick 2.0 Mike thing? Vick is exciting football that doesn't – What is that? That's exciting football with no championships. What, why, why do we have to compare everything to Mike Vick? Why can't Lamar Jackson just be Lamar Jackson okay. and be who he is – and present the gifts that he has. Why is it? Why do we always have to make that comparison? Because that's what it's going to be. It's exactly what it will be. You're it, not going to have any money be, for. What's that not, look like? You're not going to have the money for the other things you need. You're what not fundamentally that? sound. You got a lot of style. You got no substance. You're going to score points, but you're not going to win any championships. Mike, Carl, this I, guy, I this guy's what? That's a mischaracterization no, I, I, of a guy. I right, really, I think it is. And I, I would, think it's unfair. Well, okay, I'll compare him to another quarter. I can't compare him to Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. I, I can compare him to Kyler Murray. 
I mean, Kyler Murray, they just, they just backed up the Brinks truck for him, and that franchise is going nowhere. The Cleveland Browns just backed up the Brinks truck for Deshaun Watson, who did nothing this year. So, I mean, you want to dedicate all this money to Lamar Jackson. The the reason I compare it is because the fan base will go nuts for it. And you'll have a fan base that will be bananas, will be sold out, and will won't do anything. The high watermark for Mike Vick was going to the NFC Championship, and that's it. This guy's one (laughs) and three on a better team in Baltimore. This guy's one and three in the playoffs with a team that's ten times better. Yeah, that was it. That's I, as far as we got. I, uh, I, I I love how you say the fans will get excited. Yes, of course we will get excited. You know why? Because he's good. That's why. He's not as good as you think he is. He, he's good. That's why, Mike. He's not as good as he was as MVP. that's why the fans are going to get excited. Yeah. Is he better than anything you have in the building right now? Yes. Okay. That's what I want to know. I think that's an unfair characteristic or, or a characterization of no, a guy like again, when you start saying this is who he's has, going Carl, to be. But you're, mis- you're still, misunderstanding my characterization. I'm not saying Mike Vick in the off-the-field stuff. Has, I'm saying Mike Vick in what you had there was a team that accomplished one. If your goal is to have be the Monday Night Football, the fans are going to open answer, we're going to sell jerseys, we'll do that. Is, isn't that but we're not going to win anything. Isn't that what is it about? Are you because not, you're not going to have the resources. Team? That's, isn't that what it's about, Mike? How can you be excited about a guy who didn't finish the season? He didn't even finish this. He didn't play in the month of December. He's not playing here now. I'm asking you what gets you excited. I'm excited about doing it the old-fashioned way with a young quarterback who's going to save me cap space and do all the other things i got to fill on all the holes on this team. Yeah, but I'm not sold on him, and I don't know if he's any good. That's how you feel, right? That's how you feel. I don't know what Desmond is going to be, but I also don't know what Lamar Jackson is anymore. He's not the guy that I believed in two years ago. He's not the MVP. He's not on the field. He can't stay healthy. He's a turnover machine in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, we need to score more points. 404-741-0929. 404-741-0929. And that is why you go get somebody that you can trust. We didn't score enough points last year. All right, coming up, we're going to hear from our guy, Connor Riley, as he talks about who's in the portal for the dogs. There are lots of guys that may be moving on. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.